This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers. How's it going? I'm your host and author of Content Performance Culture. Another live stream here on the on LinkedIn, ctrap.online uh, forward slash LinkedIn. I guess you don't have to uh, hear that if you're listening on the live stream, but if you're listening on the replay, um, certainly that's helpful to subscribe there and follow me there. Uh, on the live stream, you're seeing me wearing a Yankees hat. Yes, I am excited that baseball is back. Don't bother me with these stupid cutout fans and the virtual fans, um, but it's great to see, it's great to watch. It's really been a lot of fun, uh, a distraction from the uh, coronavirus pandemic, and it seems like we've all been home for a long time. Uh, the show, as always, is produced by Switcher Studio. Uh, if you go to Switcher Studio and sign up, Trap, uh, my last name, T-R-A-P-P-E, gives you, I think it's 10% off for the rest of the year. So don't wait on that. Today's show, however, we're going to talk about Facebook groups. I have a love and hate relationship with them. I have currently unsubscribed. I've left about all my groups. Everybody is talking about politics, even in the groups that are not about politics. And it's just too much. But, 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 but there is an advantage for publishers, for marketers to, of course, uh, create a Facebook group. And if you can get it to work, uh, it certainly seems like one strategy to follow. So I brought on, I invited on uh, an expert on the topic, Eddie Garrison. He's uh, He's been doing Facebook Live, uh, Facebook groups for a long time. Eddie, how's it going? I am doing great. Thanks so much for having me on today. Absolutely. And I think we actually connected on Twitter when I was posting a rant about Facebook groups or something. <laughs> yes. And right, yeah, that's how the best conversation started. Uh, as long as you can keep them civil, yes, and that has been a problem on uh, in Facebook groups, quite frankly, right? I mean, people don't know how to talk. People don't know how to know when to shut up, quite frankly. And it, it's it becomes like a cesspool of crap, in my opinion. So, yes. uh, so what's your opinion on that? Is it just me dreaming, or you seem like you're agreeing already? No, and and I do agree, actually. Yeah. So the 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 biggest thing that I don't like about Facebook groups is to what you are saying, where people just get in there and they just go nuts on insert topic here that has absolutely nothing to do with any of the content or the focus of the Facebook group. And I think the bigger the group gets, the less it gets policed and the more of an issue that it becomes. So I've I've been moderators of groups that have, you know, close to a million people in them. You know, I mean 500, 600, 700,000 members and it just gets beyond control and once a group gets that big and the admins or the moderators have allowed it to become what it is, that's like you when I'm just like leave, leave, leave. So without 
promoting my own brand or without tooting my own horn, I have a Facebook group of digital marketers and, you know, small business owners, digital media creators that I just, I just crossed over 600 members, which I like, but also all of them are very engaged. I've got about an 81% engagement rate with my Facebook group members. And I lay the law down from the second that they come into the group that this is not accepted. This will not be tolerated. This is not accepted. And if they do, I boot them gone. See ya. I don't need that in there. Goodbye. I boot him. There you go. That's, yeah. a, <laughs> that's a good rule. Uh, but how do you, so first of all, I mean, there is an advantage for brands mm -hmm. to have a Facebook group, right? Yes. Uh, but how do you start it? How do you build it? I know you're going to start at zero, like everything else on yep. digital. How, how do you get people to even, uh, to, to even join? And then also, how do you put that in your priorities? I mean, does it go ahead of, does it go ahead of doing something else or what's, what's your strategy on that? It doesn't, I don't rank like hierarchy of my daily tasks that I do. Um, I do have a content calendar for everything that I do, including my own brand. So I own a digital media marketing company. So obviously I'm a social media manager for a lot of businesses on social media, right? So I create a content calendar for them. I also create a content calendar for my own brands. So I have two brands. I have my digital media agency, which is called Clover Media. And then I have my online kind of teaching academy, which is called the Digital Media Creator Academy. Both of those have content calendars that keeps me on track. So on Mondays, I do this. On Tuesdays, I do this. On Wednesdays, I do this. I also break it down even further into my Facebook group where I have a Marketing Monday. I have a Tech Tuesday. I have a, a Wisdom Wednesday. So every single day has a theme I hate to use air quotes, but it has a theme to it. So everybody in my group knows on Monday, they're going to be able to market their services because I don't allow, I don't allow people just to come in and go, Hey, you know, I'm Bob Smith and I do video production. Come check out my website. I do not allow that. I don't want my group to be flooded with nothing but spam and self-promotion. So I have certain days for that. So I think if you, if you start from zero, like I did, like we were just talking about, everyone starts from there and you bring in the right people that are going to help advance the group, but you also put that structure in place. I think that's where Facebook groups can be very beneficial for any brand, no matter the industry. The devil is in the details. Right? Always. Something like that. And, and I'll give you an example without, without naming any names or anything. Uh, there's groups that I'm in, or I used to be, and I'm literally in like one group right now uh, because I just wanted to go vacation from all the crap. And yeah, yeah. there's like, there's, there's always like one question people keep asking. Uh, like I was in a Netflix group. What should I watch on Netflix? Like, what should I watch on Netflix? Uh, you know, I like the, believe it or not, even though I like the Yankees, uh, I like the uh, Washington football team, I guess that's what they're called now. Yep. Uh, we we did do a show on that, guys, uh, How to Rebrand Quickly uh, with Nick Westergaard and Leanne uh, Eddins. Uh, take a look on that on the podcast channel. There was no video, uh, but we talk, talked about that topic. And in the Redskins group, all they talked about ever was the same stuff. Like, who's your favorite player? Who's your whatever? I'm like, why do we need to have these posts? Yep. And then some digital marketing groups, they talk about um, how do you do this? How do you do that? It's like basic question so then one time in the digital marketing group i posted the podcast link to an article that answered the question where there was like 25 posts and it was promptly deleted because it was self-promotion whatever it, it was not i don't make it any wasn't. money yeah it, it wasn't like for real 
it, it was it, it would be self-promotion if I would say buy my book um you know to learn about it but i literally gave you an article link so you can stop asking the same stupid question over and over so how you tell me you're a facebook group admin how is that uh how, how is that um you know setting up an environment where people share information Again, I think it all boils down to how you initially create the group and the expectations that you have, not only of the group, but of the members coming into the group. So to join my Facebook group, you have to answer all those questions before you even get in. So all the, the, the frequently asked questions like, how do I do this? How do I do that? If you can't answer those, I'm not letting you into the group. And everyone's like, wow, why are you doing it like that? Because I don't want that issue. I don't want that same post 25 times a week clouding up the knowledge and the lessons and everything that everybody is posting in there that's valuable and beneficial to everyone else. I don't need somebody to come in there and go, how do I get more subscribers on YouTube? Okay, I, I really don't want that. Um, you, you know how to do it? Post consistent content, that's good. There you go. That's the answer to the question. <laughs> I don't need to see that 25 times in a week. So I literally set it up to where you have to ask, you have to answer these questions and I review every single member that comes in and I read those questions. If you don't answer them correctly, you're not going to be a member of my group. And how how does that work? I mean, are people uh, are people open to the to, to answering them or or how do they feel about when you when you have that kind of model in place? At no, I have yet to have any real member, not some spam bot or just some auto-generated account that's ever said one thing to me about having to answer those five questions that I post. And honestly, I think people appreciate it because we're kind of weeding out those 25 posts a day questions about, oh, how do I start a Facebook page? Oh, how do I get more followers on Instagram? I like. There's no magic formula to doing it, right? So I don't want that in my group. And I think the members of my group actually appreciate that kind of, for lack of a better term, filtering process to where it's just digital media professionals. It's just small business owners. It's the people that want to add value and learn from the group. And that's really what I want it to be about. And do you do you approve posts before they go up or is it a free fall? No, no, I, I don't approve the post. Um, I, I, I did in the beginning and it just became too much of a task where it was actually taking time away from what I needed to be doing. And now at this point, all the members that come in are pretty much self-policing. So I trust every single member of my Facebook group. And I do have a couple of moderators. And, and if I need to task that out to the moderators, I'm like, hey, Jim, hey, Tom, can, can you check this post out? Can you look at this? And, and they're good about that. So my group has been uh, kind of self-policing, you know, knock wood that it's always going to stay like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have really not had an issue with that. And, and very interesting. That That's very nice to hear. And what's interesting about these silly questions when people ask, how do I build my YouTube? Um, yeah. You're right. It's, it is actually like a pretty simple answer, but once yep. you dive deeper, it's a very complicated uh, implementation, right? Because oh, yeah, you, without a doubt. Yeah. Because you, I mean, creating good content, that's like, that's very uh, subjective. It depends. Oh, on very. Yeah. Very subjective because what I consider good content, other people may not. And what other people think is good. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> so, Right. And also depends on the timing sometimes. Um, yeah. So how, how did you promote your Facebook group? How did you get it to 600 uh, members when you first got started? So I am a big Twitter person. 
<laughs> so Twitter, I love just because of the simple fact that it's very, very fast paced. And I'm a participant in a lot of Twitter chats. So a lot of times, right in the beginning when I started my group, I was like, hey, did you know that I have this Facebook group? And I would post about that, no joke, five to 10 times a day on Twitter. And everyone's like, really that much? But what you have to realize about Twitter is the life expectancy of a piece of content is less than 10 minutes. And the average person on Twitter follows over 1,000 accounts. So just think if everybody that you followed posted at the exact same time, you're not going to scroll through a thousand tweets to read every single one of them every 10 minutes. So I post at very strategic times like 9.05 a.m., 11.05 a.m. You know, and, and I do really weird times because everybody's posting at noon. So I'll post at 11.57 or 12.03, some really obscure time to where they're going on because they know that people are going to post at noon but I want mine to be at the top of the feed. So when they log in and they check at noon, by the time they log in, it's 12.01. A lot of those pieces of content have already filtered down. Mine at 12.03 is going to be at the top. So I, I try to make it kind of friendly and open like, hey, did you know I have a Facebook group that's centered around boom, 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 enter the topics. You can join here you know, with maybe like a meme or a GIF or something that just is eye-catching. And in the beginning, it actually didn't catch hold very quickly. I, I mean, I, I floated between two and 400 members for like six or seven months. And then in the past three months, I've gained 300 members. <laughs> so it, 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 the, be the bell curve was like really steep for my Facebook group. But it, it is a numbers game, right? So the yeah. more people you have in there, yes, the more it can drive business results for you and you're top yeah. of mind, but you also will deal with more crap, right? Because yes. Uh, once you have, I mean, you probably noticed that already, I would assume or no. I have blocked and banned people. I would say I'm at about 50 blocked and banned people mm -hmm. um, because you can't, I mean, regardless of how hard you try to filter out the people that you don't want in there, they're going to get there, right? I mean, they're going to, they're going to know how to play the game and they're going to get in there to, to do a hack and like self promote. And yeah, I mean, you're going to have to deal with that. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. Um, if you have a, and, and my group is private, right? You can't even search it. So if you don't get invited or you just stumble upon it because somebody else, that that's the only way that you can get in there. So you can't search my group and because that's the way I wanted it. I, again, I kind of wanted to be filtered and I was very um, selective about the kind of people. And I know that sounds really bad. I'm not saying it like that. I'm not trying to do like race color and all that. I'm not, I mean, I wanted to very select people like digital marketers, small business owners, video creators, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to have to deal with that. And just in the beginning, you need to know that you just need to have steps and processes in place to go, okay, when this happens, you just have to ban them and block them. And it's, sh it's show business, not show friends. Show business, not show friends. Huh? Um, do you, uh, do you want to share the link to the group on here or is it, or, or are we not? Yeah, yeah, without, yeah, without, yeah, no problem. Yep. It's just, you know, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the T H E D M C A. So that's dog, man, cat, animal D M C A. And it just stands for digital media creator Academy. Digital media. That's one of your companies. Correct. Yes. Very, very cool. Why do you think some people, just can't figure out how to be nice on social media. And I, and I get it. Like I get it. People have different trigger words and, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes, um, so for example, it, my whole leaving group thing started 
when I was in groups and everything was politicized. And then the worst, and here, and I get it, I'm a writer. Some of these people are not writers. I, I find it hard to believe that writers pick the wrong words. <laughs> I find it easier to believe that real people pick the wrong words sometimes. Yeah. And I also understand we all have different trigger words, but they were always like things, they were politicized and they were like, oh no, we're not politicizing it because we're saying this one other thing in the same sentence. And yeah. I'm just like, it's so dumb. And then people just pick on stupid stuff. I'll give you an example. One time I posted something and I said, here, this is a travel group, right? Last year I traveled a lot this year, not so much, of course, like everybody else. Right. And I said, oh, Hilton gave me these two options. One was to get the money back or one was a certificate. That's all I said. Right. And people were just being like, unbelievable. Like one, like a bunch of people went, so what did you want them to do? Like, I literally just shared it, right? I don't like, to be totally fair, I could have said, what do you think is the better option, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I probably could have said that, but at the end of the day, if you've never ever had that offer, which was a new offer because of COVID, right? like there, there should be value. Like, why do I need all these people jumping on me? And then some, and then I finally like turn it off and you know what somebody did? They took a screenshot of my post and started another post and said, yeah. well, if anybody else wants to keep talking about it here, you can. I was like, like, where's the value? Like, yes, I could have added a sentence, but I still, add, I still shared something that I saw happening, whether you yeah. made the connection or something. But see what I mean? Why are people just, I mean, I equate it. I equate it to, um, I don't know how old you are. Um, I'm 43. So I remember the term telephone tough guys to where everybody is a bully on the phone. But if you were face to face, they wouldn't say the words. I think social media for all the good and all the connections that it actually <clears throat> did for the world. It there it, it's a 24 seven, 365 soapbox for you to say whatever the heck you want with no repercussions and people know it. And that that's an issue and I get it. And, and I see it all the time. I have no joke. I just actually looked over to the side um, on my phone and I have 1800 people blocked on my Twitter account <laughs> just because they've either said something negative about something. And it's not like, Oh, my feelings are hurt. They didn't like a post. I did No, because they either swore at me, which I do not like. And I, I don't swear on social media. <clears throat> they do it off camera, but I'm not one of these, guys that has to say like the F drop and F bombs just to make a point. Um, I feel if you have to swear your point isn't valid enough and you had to do that to bring some kind of validation to it. But I also believe that on social media, like I said, it's just a 24 seven platform for, there is no repercussions. There's no guidelines and people for whatever reason get off on it for lack of a better term than trying to just demean somebody else, which I do not agree with. Well, but there can be repercussions, right? Because depending on who you connected with, uh, who knows, maybe they're your next client or maybe they're your next yes. uh, whomever, except uh, there's so many people now who use what some call burner accounts, right? And it's, uh, and that's a problem. I, um, so I'm a, I live in Iowa and the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, recently went through a big, big brouhaha about racial injustice and whatever. Yep. And I don't mean Bruja is probably kind of, I don't want to make light of it at all, quite frankly. Um, but one reporter kept taking all kinds of crap. So it even went to this level. Uh, on Twitter, he posted a question. So the, the head coach's son is also the offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. People believe he will be the next head coach. 
And, uh, you know, and so, so he asked the, the athletic director, how is this looking for his future? What, what's going to happen? And so one person jumped on there and goes, why would you ask this question? It's so out of line. And I know we're getting off topic a little bit here for Facebook no, groups. But I basically, so I jumped in and I said, that's a totally relevant question. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to know the answer. Plus the video has like 10,000 views already. <laughs> um, like obviously other people want to see it. So why do we have to sacrifice what, uh, you know, what, what you uh, don't want to hear or you're trying to bully this reporter? Um, you know, it's, it's rude. And there was a total burner account. And then some mm -hmm. of the accounts were like Kirk's AirPods and Kirk parents, of course, the coach. And uh, I wanted, I don't know if I wrote this back or if I just wanted to, but I, you know, I wanted to write back, why don't you go stick your AirPods where they belong and stop right. telling me what I want to consume for content. So is that one advantage on Facebook because you theoretically have to use your real name and you can't make an account that's called Kirk's AirPods? I think theoretically, yes. Obviously, there's ways around that. Um, yeah, <laughs> you have to use a real name, but I mean, you can, you can register your real name, but then I can go change my name. Once I create the account and verify the email address, I can go change my name to whatever I want it to be. I mean, I could literally change it, and I just see it up here in the left-hand corner. It says live program feed. I can change my name to live program feed, and Facebook is not going to tell me that I can't because I've already verified my email address, regardless if it's a burner account or not. As long as you verify that email address, you can name your account whatever you want after you register it as Tom Smith. I can go back in and change it to whatever I want. So there's always going to be people that get around that, and unfortunately, there is – little you can do about it unless you're just trying to police it yourself. And I mean, it, like I said, it's 24 seven. We all have to sleep. We all have to work. Um, you know, what, what you can try to do is just, I hate even to say it like this because it's not a, a good business model, but just hope for the best when, when you start these Facebook groups. But I think that's the brilliance of it being um, able to make it a private group and being able to select who you bring in. And again, I don't want to get back to you know, making it about race, color, creed, because that's not what I'm talking about when I mean selective. I mean, if you're going to have a group that's based on tacos, then you probably don't want people that are in there for looking for spaghetti. You know, something as trivial as that. I get it, but people are going to come in there and bash you no matter what. You could be Taco Tuesdays. That could be your Facebook group. And people are going to come in there and bash you about Taco Tuesdays. So if you make it a private group and you do those questions in advance and you do not let anybody in until they answer those questions you can kind of self-police it a little bit better. And that's one thing I think people need to remember as well. Once you have a good audience, uh, not everybody will love you. Somebody no. will bash you, uh, you know, and, and, and I actually, I, I, a few years ago, I did the, the mean tweets uh, mm -hmm. video myself. I read all the mean tweets that people sent to me. Uh, one thing I just thought about, Eddie, you said this earlier, 1800 blocked Twitter accounts. And I, I do have a fair share myself as well, but I try not to block people anymore. And here's the reason why, and here's, I'll tell you what I do. Um, basically, I want the audience, right? And I, I get it. Most people don't actually interact with me. Most people just read my stuff. They listen to the podcast, whatever. So now when people are uh, being, you know, who they are and on the negative side, um, I mute them um, and I definitely don't follow them. But what happens is when I mute them, is they can still read my stuff, but if right. but if they reply to me, I don't see it. 
Yeah. Um, unless I really dive deep. Have you tried that before? Has that worked or what do you think? Yeah. And, and uh, honestly, I, I probably misspoke when I said blocked because now that I'm looking at it, it actually says muted and blocked. So I have 1800 muted and blocked and I don't know the ratio to what they are. Got because it. like you, because like you, I do know how the algorithm works and I want people to see that content, even if they hate it and they retweet it. That just means I get seen in front of more people, right? Because that's just how algorithms work and that's what they're weighted on, right? The, the more that you get shared, the more people are going to see your content, regardless <laughs> if they like it or don't. I'm still looking for the eyeballs, right? Because again, it's show business, not show friends. And maybe somebody doesn't like what I tweet because it's self-promotion or something, but one of their friends that retweeted or retweeted or we retweeted, that's hard to say three times fast, will go, hey, wow, this guy does graphic design. I, I need graphic design. Or a buddy of mine owns a business that needs a, a, you know, a new graphic for his social media cover art. Hey, I just saw this guy posting about it because it was a retweet of a retweet of a retweet. And the more people see it, the better chances I have to bring in revenue for myself or my business. You know, I actually, I think there was a, not to get into politics, but um, there is marketing, right, for public agencies. And I was actually talking to an Iowa State trooper uh, who has a fantastic Twitter account. And even when you think about, I think President Trump was actually maybe sued or something for it. When you're a public agency, uh, I actually think there's a case to be made that they cannot block anybody mm. because people have the right to see their content, right? So the state trooper, if he's sharing public information and everything he shares is public, the, the end, right? Yep. So why does he have the right to block me? And I would argue that he doesn't. Now, the state patrol is not, I don't think they're disagreeing with me on this at all. Right. But it's just interesting because like, you know, guys like you and me and really any brand, why would you block people? You want them to see it, even if you don't like them, um, you know, and, and, and certainly do that. Um, how, how long will it take to get your Facebook group to work? And, and the other question is, uh, what's the definition of work? Like, right. what does success yeah. look like? That was actually going to be my rebuttal to that. Like, what what do you consider working, right? So for me, I look at my Facebook group in a couple of different ways. One, and first and foremost, I want it to be valuable to every member that is a part of my Facebook group. So if I post something, I want them to be able to look at it and go, wow, this is valuable because now I know how to do this in Instagram stories. That to me is number one for my Facebook group. I'm not looking to generate revenue out of my Facebook group, although I do. That's a subsidiary to my initial basic, just kind of underlying why I wanted to start the Facebook group because I wanted to teach people and I wanted to educate people. Now, number two, yes, comes from that is revenue. So if I show somebody something that I was able to create in Adobe Photoshop or Illustrator or Premiere or whatever I do, and they're like, wow, that looks really cool. How can I get something like that, Eddie? Oh, by the way, I have these templates that you can put on your live stream to make them look more professional and they're 10 bucks a piece. And they go on there and they start buying $10 graphics. So the education portion of my Facebook group is number one, always will be. A subsidiary, a subsidiary to that, easy for me to say, is it can help me generate revenue. So working is just kind of like identifying the I and ROI, right? Return on investment, right? So what is the investment? What is that return? Is it knowledge? Is it revenue? Is it growth? Is it brand awareness? So until you identify that, I don't think that you can actually identify what's working because you could have a hundred people in your group and it could be awesome and it can 
work because that's what you want it to be. Or you can have 10,000 and it's going to do the same thing. I just think that you need to have a plan in place and you need to have structure in your Facebook group in order to get to that ultimate what is working. And for everyone watching on the live stream, I just want to make sure you notice this and uh, give me a pat on the back. Uh, I think I typed it in correctly. Facebook, it's actually forward slash groups, yep. forward slash the DMCA. Correct. And, you know, I, I, let me tell you, it is so difficult to play producer, director, and host on the it same is. show. But uh, Switcher Studio, uh, they make it a lot easier. That's what we're using today. Trap the code. We'll give you 10% off the rest of the year. Um, so Facebook groups, it sounds like you are a fan, uh, join the group. Uh, now, if you join the group, you have to answer some basic marketing questions, digital marketing questions. What are the questions? Can you run through them quick or no? Do you know on top of top of your head? You know what? I've had them up there so long. I don't even know them off the top of my head. Um, but they, they do have to do with actual digital and social media marketing. Like how do I grow this? Or, you know, how do you register that? So they're, they're basic, but going back to one of your original points of the show was like, you got tired of seeing that same question 25 times a week. So that's what I did. All the groups that I was a member of, I saw all these questions and those are the questions that I just took the top five and I made them those questions to join my group. Do you, do you think, so uh, is there a lot of good discussion going on in the groups that you've seen in your group? Yes, yes, very much so. And what I like to say about my members as well, um, it's very civil. Even if they don't agree with each other, they they always start a rebuttal like, hey, I'm glad that you think that I don't. Here's why. So everybody in there is very civil and very professional, and I work hard to keep it that way. Yeah, I see a lot of groups where I don't think anybody will change anybody's mind on anything. Yeah. And it's really just, you know, you're you're throwing mud. How about going off on tangents? So, I mean, we found that a little bit here. And, of course, you know, it's a talk show. So yeah. it's a little bit different because the written word is structured differently, right? And, yes. and we'll go off on tangents. And, and that's okay, I think, to an extent. Um, but how about, like, if I'm posting something on, hey, how do I, uh, you, you know, I found this new thing on Instagram and blah, 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 and here's what I'm doing. And somebody immediately jumps in and says, well, why do you give it? Why do you care about Instagram? You can do that on TikTok. And here's how you do it on TikTok. Like, like maybe that's close enough. But how do you how do you get around those kind of discussions that go just off the rails? Right. So if I personally don't do it, I have a, a couple of great moderators and admins in my group that will jump in real quick and go, hey, guys, great discussion. Let's keep this on topic. If you want to talk about TikTok, start another thread about TikTok. And our members are really good about, hey, sorry about that. Yep, I've seen this new update for Reels. Let's talk about that again. So honestly, like I said in the beginning, I, I've worked really, really hard to be able to self-police and bring in the, the kind of members that I want. And if somebody gets on a tangent or if somebody um, you know, says something derogatory to another member, I will quickly mute them in that group and go to them personally and go, hey, listen, Bill, Tom, Sally, whoever, that was inappropriate. I'm going to give you a one strike. That's it. I, I don't play. This is 100% free for you to be in. Um, if you can't play by the rules, you know, get out. You're gone. Like I said in the beginning, it's show business, not show friends. Are you ever worried that, you, you know, Facebook group, you're building your kingdom, part of your kingdom a little bit, right, on rented land? Yes. Uh, but 
uh, I know you have your web properties and other things, but but how about you know you're building this huge group and now Facebook changes the rules um, down the road? Are you ever worried about that? And and what do you think about that? I I worry about that all the time, and I actually would even regress back to a discussion forum that I actually already have built on my website. And I've actually let all my members know about it. I'm like, listen, if Facebook ever does something to our group or changes the rules that we can't do this or we can't do that, I need everybody to go over and register on this discussion forum on my website, which which isn't even public. You have to have a login to get to that page. Every single one of my members is also a member of my discussion forum on my website, which isn't even live and has no content on it. But I can I can just flip the switch and everything that we have in the Facebook group would just transfer over to my my uh, discussion forum on my own purchased website. So that's a good strategy to think about right there. How do you get people to move over and, and stay connected? Yeah. Uh, the, the future of Facebook groups, what's your what's your opinion? I, that, I'm glad you asked that because I get, I, I never get this question and I always wanted every live stream that I'm on because people are like, Oh, look at Facebook, how they're changing and changing. They're, they're going to go away at some point. I don't think Facebook is going to go away in say the next 10 to 15 years. I just think it's going to evolve more into private groups. So now, you know, like if you're on your mobile phone or, you know, you're on a desktop, you can go over there and you can look at your newsfeed or whatever. Or you can just go look at all your groups and you see all the posts in your groups. I honestly believe that Facebook is going to trend more towards groups to where people aren't going to really publicly post much of anything on Facebook. They're just going to do it in their own groups. So for lack of a better term, I think people are going to use Facebook, more specifically Facebook groups, to create their own kind of social media property to where they're going to have trap dot facebook.com right so that's what i think it's inevitably going to evolve to a more private social media platform for each individual person or each individual brand of course the word of caution even when we think it's private it's not as private as we think it is nothing's private Uh, yeah right absolutely great eddie thanks for joining us uh if you have not connected with Eddie on Twitter, Eddie Garrison, E-D-D-I-E-G-A-R-R-I-S-O-N. Yes. Uh, and I know if you're watching on the live stream and you have not connected with him, you certainly won't because the name was up like the whole show. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the DMCA. Check it out. Um, and, you know, if you're choosing to participate, don't be a jerk. Uh, bring right. your authentic <laughs> self. Unless you're, you're gone. A jerk. Um, you know, <laughs> you're out of here. Eddie, thanks for joining us today. I uh, really appreciate you sharing your insights. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And thanks everyone for listening. You bet. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.